stuff. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. the stuff I like. But then you know, you go down to the where their phones are, and they've got everything mishmashed from a hundred years ago. <laughs> today, and you're sitting yeah. there going, "Yeah, guys, that's one, and that are not gonna work." Yeah, out. that's not even anything that has letters. That's yeah. when we, back when we just used, we called it the blue wire. That's all it was. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, everybody, welcome oh, to the science control. Why not? Why not? I'm not good with this. It's stuff. okay. Welcome to welcome to another edition of the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Uh, I am your host, Rich Conroy, and with me, as always, is Mr. Patrick Green. Morning, everybody. Oh uh, yes, We're, whatever time you're listening to this. Now, if you listened recently, uh, right? Well, not that. recently now, but on episode to five, our most we mentioned podcast. No, no, it was episode four. No. Oh yeah, I forgot that we were doing that. We'll handle that at the end. So oh, okay. uh, yeah. So anyway, guys, we just watched two more episodes of Godzilla: The Undersea Science Center and Mystery Comet Type. I'm going to try to do this one. Well, they call it Mystery Comet Typhoon. Um, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's you following me? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also called the Dreaded Comet Twenty Four. Okay, because uh, yeah, that was the way they did it. They actually did it. <laughs> but you got to give the uh, the fact that we went a little wrong on. Mrs. Cox, Miss Laverne Cox, who we said was, what did we say, trans? You, you mentioned she was a transvestite, but no, she is actually transgender. Transgender. So. I apologize. I'm not that smart. Yeah. We're, uh, we, I think we were, just as we were talking about the, you were talking about her playing Dr. Frankenfurter. Yes, yes. So who is the sweet transvestite from transsexual transvestite? That's probably so, where I got it. Yeah, confused. that's what happens. Yeah. And now they, they've said that she's now... The first transgender actor to have a main role in a recurring series. There's a new series, I guess, coming out called Doubt. That she is oh, cool. like, one of the main characters. She's good. I like Ron Orange is the New Black. I don't watch it like as religiously as my wife does. I've never seen it. But it's good. It's a very good show. It's a, again, a Netflix show. It's a Netflix show. You got it, yeah. Get on it. Well, <laughs> I got, like I said, I've got every channel. So I know. I can't justify Netflix every month. Yeah, I understand. I get it. I get it. The only thing I watch it for, honestly, is their original series. Yeah. Oh, I've heard their original they're, series they're, are great. They're literally putting five and a half billion dollars. Wow. That's billion with an M. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. I'm sitting there going, but, but, but. Oh, yeah, five I'm and kidding. Half, five and a half billion dollars into programming this year. NBC did five billion dollars this year in new programs. Think about that. Like that's crazy. crazy. They are they are trying to to be uh, to compete with the major networks. And Absolutely, they're going to because they don't have to worry about um, censorship. Censorship. Uh, they can put on this is a little controversial, or they yeah. don't have to get every viewer. No, no, they just want to get the paying. They want the ones monthly. who are going to. People who are going to watch this, like, right, like, oh, we have all the Marvel shows. Yeah, they really do. They have what four Marvel shows going now? They have Daredevil, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, right, Luke Iron, Cage, and Iron Fist. Right? Is that out already? I thought it was. Out. Oh I dear God, I don't know if it's out. Then they're going to do the Defenders. Yeah. So, hopefully, Agent Carter is on that because I never caught that when it was on. The first first season season. Was great. Yeah, I heard. The second season, not so good. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, well, and they that's pretty didn't much think why it was going to get canceled. That's yeah, the thing. No, they so. knew it was. They didn't think it was going to get picked up. Oh, so they were like meandering. Yeah, they. Right. Like the first season, 
It was great. They had a whole yeah. season's worth of stuff. You're sitting there watching it every... And the second season, you're going, ooh, they didn't know what they were going to do now. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. doesn't work. Well, it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first season is... Excellent. Excellent. I See, I, I'm a couple episodes in, and I'm like, meh, I'm not really excited about it. And then somebody goes, then start on season two, and you'll be like, oh, all right then. This is Yeah, great. but I mean, I, I watched it till about episode, or series six-ish, you know, like two or three years in. And then it went off the rails again. Just right. you know, I have I probably should try to catch it again just to see if it's still as far off the rails. But by God, it went off the rails. All right, all right, I'll take that. But uh, anyway, we're here to talk about Ultraman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this, why we do this. That's okay though. That's that's the that's the joy of podcasting is that you can go off on tangents and your listeners will uh, let you go for a while. Go with they, you. No, they don't have to sit there every second. That's right. Every word. That's right. Um, and uh, so we're going to talk about the undersea science base first. Um, we have the opening of this great undersea science base um, that the science patrol is um, tasked to watch to guard the president to make sure nothing happens. Right. The president right. of some science organization. Yeah, they, they never really quite point out what he's the president of. Yeah. But you got to figure he's not the president of Japan because they have a prime minister. He is a he is the Japanese equivalent of Professor Hubert Farnsworth on Futurama. He has a giant sloping forehead. Yes, he certainly did. Like astoundingly so. Where if you if he had snow on his head, you could ski you could off. ski it. Sure, <laughs> why not? Oh boy! And then they they have a whole set of people waiting for this one person who's supposed to get this tour. Yeah. And we see this little girl come in. Jenny, I believe her name is. I don't remember. I think um, little and little uh, Caucasian girl. Yeah. To boot. Um, Everybody's got their little ceremonial ribbons on. It's all very, you know, the press is taking pictures. Yeah. It's very, very fancy. So, uh, Fuji pilots the sub out to take um, uh, Captain Miura Hiroshi, uh, Hoshino um, and uh, this the president and, and the, the little girl, girl Jenny right. to take a tour of this thing. Uh, first is our first product placement that I've noticed right. for Canon cameras. Right. Um, this one is has the two different product placements. Yeah, the Nintendo the playing cards. Which I thought, would, once you pointed out, I'm like, I didn't know that Nintendo's they were playing Nintendo's been cards. around for a long time. I know I knew that. The 1800s, I think? Yeah, I knew that, card, but I, mean, yeah. I didn't realize they were playing cards and said, yeah, let's see if we can get everybody to play with something else, and then yeah. it exploded that way. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, they know what they're doing at Nintendo. Ha, <laughs> crazy. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk it? Uh, it's a shame you don't hear much from them anymore. Well, they just came <laughs> out with that Wii U thing. No, not the Wii U. There's a new one called the Switch. I saw that. I yeah, I exactly know. saw that and said, oh, we got to get that one. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> My younger son, sorry. Of course he did. Um... Because he is in their target demographic, which yeah. is kids. Little kids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do give, when I did have the original Wii right. for a good long time, Yeah, and they do make very, very kid-friendly yeah. games. I got It's a great them. niche. They're, they know what they're, they know their marketing, and they like, cater to it. I now got the PS4, and it is hard to find a kid game that's not a Lego game. Right now, the Lego games are good. Yeah, oh, I give them that. Down. They are excellent. <coughs> but 
pretty much all the rest of their games are geared to adults because they're all rated M. Yeah. There's a few rated T's that I can kind of get away with because yeah. they're not that bad. Yeah. But it's a lot of rated M stuff that I can't really justify. No, no, and I understand that. Why could you? But uh, anyway, back to back to uh, the uh, the matter at hand. Oh yeah, yeah, the undersea base. <laughs> And uh, Fuji thinks she damaged the pipe, the oxygen pipeline that runs to it, but turns out that it's a monster, and that monster is called Gubilon. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, Gubila. Gubila. G U B I L A. Okay. Gubila. Um, now he is a sort of fish, sort of. Turtley thing? Turtley, uh, maybe. Vaguely air breathing, mammalian. Yeah. He's Don't got know fur how on his crest. Yeah. And he has. The one good thing about this monster is the nice spinning horn in the front that yeah. lets him dig into the wherever he wants to go. He's just going to dig straight in because this horn will get him. Yeah, he's got like a, a it's horn. got a knobby drill on the front. That's yeah. a very cool effect. Um, and it does spin, which I thought was a really cool effect. Yeah, that's got to be heavy as crap to hold on your head like that. Yeah. Well, you figure he's just going to deal with a Makita drill. <laughs> no, because he had to have. Yeah, no, I'm arms. teasing, but yeah, it's got to be some sort of remote control somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, it's still got to be heavy. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, so the the uh, this monster starts attacking uh, the newly constructed underwater base, and uh, of course that cracks the pipeline. That gives them their oxygen. Somehow. Right. So, um, well, science is sending the oxygen through the pipeline. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, science. Yes. Oh, uh, and and Pat has a Pat has a one gripe about this episode, which is a gripe we've heard before. Yeah, the fact that there is a fire out of the sub underwater. <laughs> I get it's two different screens, but every time I see it, it just like you said, any number of times. Giant monster, all good. Yeah. Fire underwater, I yeah. don't like it. Fish monster, <laughs> all good. Fish monster with a drill head. Oh, good. Great. Great. Let's Terrific. go there. Fire in the water. Ah, oh, that's not right. Like, this is never going to make it. So, you know, they, he assaults the base. Fuji gets back to the um, to the uh, the main area, and uh, Ito realizes that he has to come up with a way to get into the base to deliver more oxygen. and, and Right, because they, they tell us that the top of this base is made with a metal that cannot be cut with an acetylene torch. Right, and, now, and very I, high impact as right, well. Right, because you could... It's an you alloy. can't just hit it and break it. That's, that's right. Um, yeah, you really can't hit any kind of metal to break it. Yeah. It takes more than just a couple of hits. It really does. What did he say? Science and imagination have saved us. Yes. <laughs> a few times. And uh, and for, for as much of a knucklehead as Ito is, he's, uh, he's smart, and he makes this... Manhole cover sort of thing. Yeah, that yeah. Attaches to, and the, I don't quite. I mean, having worked in any number of manholes, I don't quite know how you would make something that would drill, hold on to something, drill through it, and then be able to be attached to a hose that you could then push air in, which was what their plan was. Science and imagination, obviously. I guess. I think what it was is they wanted to get that. Um, other little mini sub, which was a really cool. That was a very cool, cool vehicle. They didn't use it. No, it, well, they took it out. That's how they got there. And yeah. um, no, they they also Hayata and Arashi went out in the regular sub 
to fight the monster. Right, right, right. right. And then they now, had the mini sub working. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so they uh, Ito came in the mini sub with Fuji, <coughs> and she and we got to see Fuji dressed up in a wetsuit, so that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, um, no. And uh, she attaches the thing to the top of the base. Um, and we don't nice actually see it shot. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice definitely thing. done in the big pool. Yeah, definitely because I mean. There's really no other way to show a person swimming than to really show, show a person, person swimming. swimming. Yeah, yeah. You know, Otherwise, it's not going to look good. Yeah, and they went to a lot of effort on this one. Yeah. To show you that they were underwater. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a number they of different shots around. that didn't really work because, you know, they're in a moving sub and the fish are just kind of moseying around. Not yeah, and lot. the fish that are supposed to be like this big are... Yeah, they're gigantic yeah, fish. Yeah, Gigantic yeah. fish. Puff. There's a puffer fish that looks approximately the size of a VW Beetle. Yeah. Just because of the weird... Uh, scale difference, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, so uh, they, uh, they, they, of course, everyone gets released from the base, you know. Of course, that's a beautiful thing. Um, Hoshino's been taking care of this little girl. It's uh, you get to see Hoshino actually does become a member of the science patrol, and I really didn't remember him being so involved. Well, from watching this any number of times. Yeah, but on this one, all his job really was was to keep the girl from crying. Yeah, well, that's him. Which is something. They're you know, running out of oxygen. And crying, he's got to keep the girl from crying because it will take all the oxygen. use more oxygen. And by the way, let's not point out that the president, <laughs> to relieve his stress, decided he's going to smoke a cigar. Yeah. In the middle of a underwater base that's starting to run out of oxygen. Yeah, and Captain Mura like dresses him down. And he's like, "Wasn't well, there a place here I could smoke?" And he's like, "No, yeah. no, there isn't a place you can smoke because we're underwater and our oxygen pipe is broken." Yeah, this and, is what we got. Yeah, and he almost tries to like flood the place because I don't want to die in there. And it's like, "What do you want to die out there?" Yeah, I mean, those are your options: you die of oxygen slowly. Or die of right. flooding instantly. And the captain passes out three scuba tanks, uh, one to the the uh, president. One to the girl. And one to Hoshino. Right. And of course, because he is Captain Mira, he... Uh, he doesn't need it. ...bravely decides to go without. In right. fact, refuses it when Hoshino says, you can have some of mine. He's like, no, 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 no he'll wait. He'll wait it out till right. someone comes for can, rescue. Yeah. Um, bravely going to sacrifice himself for that. Of course. Because that's what that's, that's what he does. That's how you get to be in charge of the science patrol, that's my exactly friend. It. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and uh, Ultraman fights this monster who. Uh, well, first well, they oh, yeah, swim yeah. around underwater. Right. The monster digs into a mountain under the water and then comes out on land. Okay, and we forgot to mention that um, Arashi and Hayata are in the sub that gets knocked out by the monster. Right. Right, just um, as it passes by, it smacks into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, throws the sub into yeah. Throws himself into the side. gets knocked board. out. Um, Hayata does a fancy uh, pointed at the camera transformation. Right, um, and ta da da, we have Ultraman, Ultraman underwater. underwater. So they they chase each other a little bit. The monster drills itself to the surface. Ultraman promptly throws it into a nearby building. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, almost instantly. Just, oops, I'm going to throw you. And yeah. there's the building that he has to crash into. <laughs> and again, I do love the miniature work that they do on these things. Because that building, lots of floors, miniature, yeah, but, but there are lots of floors, lots of details. 
that they know is just going to be broken. Yeah, we're just going to smash this up. They destroy like three buildings out in this. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a um, like an industrial complex. Uh, and sort of. That sort only of. exists for the reason that they get that to they stop to the destroy crap it. Sure, of it. sure. Um, Ultraman uses his. Uh, I don't remember what the real name of the weapon is, but it's that ring of what, like that like lightning buzz. Yeah, 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 lightning buzz. I mean, basically that's what chucks it. And uh, the monster catches it yeah. on its horn it was and brilliant. rings it back at him. And yeah, he starts sitting there going, the drill. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, yeah, that was that was a night. And God bless Ben Faria for being able to convey surprise yeah. in a mask with no moving parts. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like he he, he shot, jumped yeah. up, and got shocked, and had to jump out of the way. So, uh, of course, the monster then charges him with the drill, which Ultraman promptly cracks. Yeah, just off right off. And that didn't look like it was going to be fun. Yeah, it was not tender. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so then he whips around, gives him the old specium ring. And blows its head blows, clean off. Blows the whole monster up. Yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of... It's a big Oh, uh, you guys can... You guys can probably hear Fergus, because currently there's uh, two dogs outside. One is Captain. Captain lives up the street. That's Captain. Okay, that's a big dog. Yeah. He's a, he's a complete mush, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair and enough. that's Bullet. Oh, the little one. Little okay. guy is Bullet. Who's Fair enough. Fergus's new buddy. All right. Him, yeah, he doesn't get along with Bullet yet, or with uh, for Captain yet, because Captain's way too skittish. But no, they get along fine. My dog's just a weirdo. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But so anyway, after dog news. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what, what do we think of this episode? Again, I like the underwater shots. They put a lot of effort into making sure that you knew that they were going to be underwater. Some of it didn't work. I give it that. You know, like I said, the fire out of the back of the sub underwater. Bothers me to no end, and I get it's just me. It's I shouldn't be worried about that part. You know, like I said, giant monster, good. Yeah. Fire underwater, no. Yeah, well, how can we deal with this? <laughs> how can I reconcile? How can I get that together? My Vulcan-like <laughs> mind. But I mean, other than that, a good episode. The the way they blew the monster up was a nice yeah. effect, yeah. and the drill on the head. Cool effect, yeah. even though you got to figure that thing weighed a good bit for him to have to hold it How up. How much did that suit weigh? It's huge. It is a big suit, and the guy in and the thing... It's on all fours. It's got floppy feet. It's so hard to walk around on that thing because you're crawling, yeah. and you can't yeah. really put your hand anywhere because the foot is going to be in your way, so you really have to kind of flap yeah, it out yeah, yeah, and yeah, put yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but other, you know, minor technical issues... Yep. Cool episode. Yeah, the, it was the very entertaining. The effects really got me, you know, very well done. Yeah, like very, very entertaining. I yeah. thought I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, Kabila is another monster we will see later on. Um, oh, you got to do your Monster Minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Monster Minute this week uh, This week for this episode <coughs> is Kabila. His roar sounds... Let me see if I can make this happen. I didn't know this was on here. We could have been doing this the whole time. This is apparently what Kabila's roar is, according to the uh, UltraWiki. Look at us! Yeah, look at that. <laughs> we'll figure it out eventually. Wow, that take probably, some time. That probably was a little loud. I apologize for all of you wearing headphones now and have <laughs> that are deaf. That, yeah, that are going to have hearing issues because of that. I'm going to do that again. Here's Kabila's roar. 
Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. All right, now, so for trivia form, uh, oh, no, wait, we want to do the, uh, want to do the, uh, let's see. Uh, they give you the size of the, the weight? 50 meters. Okay. 35,000 tons. Yeah, it's about the average at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, a, fair, he's a fairly average monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, his roar is a modified roar of Barugon. Not Barugon, but Barugon from Gamera versus Barugon. So they, uh, they got a roar from a completely different studio, even. Right. And they modified now, it. I mean, I guess they do that a lot in Japan as they lend each other stuff. Yeah. And as long as you're not doing it exactly, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, originally, he was created from a modified Gavadon suit, but a new costume had to be had to be made. He was supposed to be the third monster in Ultra Mega Monster Battle. However, he was replaced with Elliking. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, his body design seems to have been based off a of narwhal. Oh yeah, yeah we did say that. narwhal. Yeah. yeah. Um, except he had a drill in place of a narwhal's tooth. Um, and uh, he is later... Oh, this episode later featured in episode 32 of Ultraman Red Suden. He does show up in the Ultraman Saga movie. Okay. Uh, this monster. And uh, that's kind of it for... That one. Kubila. So uh, we're going to go next to the mystery comet... Well, you got to give a... Typhoon. Got to give Casey his... Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We gotta, we're going to... I was trying to do it seamlessly, but... Uh, I'm not that good. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's all right. Well, kids, we'll be back in a few minutes with the second half of the Science Patrol. Yes. All right. Second episode today that we're going to discuss is Mystery Comet Typhoon or the dreaded Comet Twenty Four. Yeah, they never actually called the comet anything but Comet Number Twenty Four. Yeah, except in the Japanese version, which version, I'm sure they Typhoon. Yeah. If we could understand Japanese, maybe we would have gotten exactly. But you're sitting there going, "Well, I wonder how you really because the letters just don't make a lot of sense." Yeah, it's, it's spelled. Um, T-S-U-P-H-I-O-N or something like that. Close. Yeah. Well, uh, T-S-U-I-F-O-N. F-O-N. Okay. Typhoon. So it's probably phonetically Typhoon. Yeah, I guess. We'll go with that. Sure. Why not? So, uh, the giant comet is uh, discovered headed towards Earth. Right. And uh, the science patrol um, find out that, oh, it's going to hit. Um, yeah, yeah. Doctor Exposition is there, and uh, he he's like, "Oh, it's, it's going to hit the Earth, wipe out all life on the planet." And then it's not going to hit; it's going to miss by twenty-two thousand miles. But my favorite like, part goes, "Nope, these calculations are always flawless." Wait, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, he does it in less than a minute. Yeah, calculations are flawless. Oh I crap! I messed up. Hold on, dude. Don't say they're flawless. If yeah. You know you're gonna mess yeah. up. Yeah, Ito freaks out, thinking the world's gonna end. He passes out. Uh, Fuji's alarmed, and then he's like, "Oh no, wait! It's gonna pa- bypass us by twenty-two thousand miles." Great, fantastic. Thanks. But it's a, emitting these bizarre cosmic rays. Well, they call them nuclear rays. That's right. We don't even have to worry about everything's got to be nuclear. That's right. That. I really want to get a hotel bell. And then every time we mention radiation, we just ding it. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
why is that monster so big? Bang radiation. Great. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's an app for that. But uh, oh, I'm sure there is. But I mean, like you said, it'd be so much easier just to actually have a bell. Bang. Bang. Yeah, that would be pretty great. So um, everybody's um, concerned because there are six missing hydrogen bombs in the world. Yeah, and as soon as they said that, I went, yeah, no, they're not misplacing hydrogen bombs, things that can take yeah. down a city instantly. Well, I think they, they said they got lost at sea. No, they just said lost. So, oh, they okay. They just said at sea. Oh, okay. Just lost. I just assumed everything gets lost at sea. <laughs> well, the look, sea there's so many monsters out there, too. I they're know, knocking over boats. I know. This, I is know. A, this is a world popular. You know, when I was a kid and I watched Ultraman, you kind of know it's fake, but you kind of don't. You kind of think as that, a kid, you're trying to figure out. You go, okay, how much of this is actually fake? Because Japan must be riddled with sinkholes from all these giant monsters burrowing underneath things. <laughs> how do they operate? That's where your head went. Yeah, well, how do they operate a subway? This is nuts. <laughs> My, I, I was not an average kid, like thinking of things. No, I, I you went a little deep. bit of outside the you box thinking. Deep. Just because I wasn't, I don't know. So, um, what can I tell you? That is what it is. So anyway, the um, they they search for them in the Alps, in the Japanese. Alps. Right, right. The Japanese, whatever they are, Alps. And, I'm sure uh, there's a mountain chain that they are known as, but we're gonna just call them the Alps. That is the Alps here. Does so it say I, Japanese Alps? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Some really pretty outdoor shots. Oh my god, gorgeous! It, like I want to go to Japan to begin with. Now I really want to go to yeah. Japan. <laughs> See, but the the problem is you're not really going to get to the Japanese Alps on an average trip. You'd have to plan yeah, a trip, yeah, yeah, basically to just go to the Japanese Alps. Because yeah. if you're going to go to Japan, you're going to see the major cities. You're going to see, you know, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, whatever. Take yeah. that tour for a while. By the time you get to the Alps, you're probably coming back because you, you know, you can't stay for a month. Exactly. I mean, no one has that kind of money. I don't. I have mean, that kind yeah, exactly. Of money. You can't say no one. Someone does. has. We it. don't. No one I know has that kind of money. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Keith or Kyle from the uh, Kaiju Cast schedules a trip to Japan every couple of years. That's fair enough. And with people, so he takes people from the pocket. And he doesn't pay for it, but right, they pay for it. They, they pay for it. Along. He go yeah. and he does a little tour. They take he takes them to Toho and the oh, Ultraman that's cool. Street. Oh yeah, that'd be. I mean, yeah, I would love to go yeah, to that. But, I mean, you're talking, again, because Japan is so Five far Gs? Probably. More. Just to go, I mean, for everything, like. No more, because when I was planning my honeymoon, to get to Australia. Right. Was $2,000 a ticket. Now remember, we're doing this in Australia, money. it's dollary dues. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is also 10 years ago, so yeah. obviously it's gone up. So... Japan, basically the same distance as Australia. So you're probably talking $3,000 just in ticket fees alone. All right. Airfare from Japan to New York, current. As of today, February 24th, 2017, uh, Japan Airlines. Let's take a look. $431 round trip. That can't be right. Justfly.com, baby. They're not giving us any money for this. This is... This we is nefarious viral marketing on their part, just it. by being on Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tokyo nonstop, nonstop. That's how long? Fourteen is that? hours. Oh no 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 no. Plus I'm, ten minutes. 
14 hours and 10 minutes. And 10 minutes. I'm done. That 10 minutes? <laughs> All right. I, oh, I can't be over the edge. I can't be cooped up. From 8.34. From, yeah, that's harsh. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Osaka, 8.38. Nagoya, 9.43. Okinawa, 1,000. That's because you got to get to that little tiny island. Right, right, right. But, I mean, that's not no. ridiculously terrible. I thought it was going to be Cheap flights from kayak from 4.80 from New York. That's not terrible. No. That's really not terrible. 512 from Newark? That's crazy. That is nuts. Holy butts. What now? JFK to... Hey, here we go butchering another name. Go ahead. Well, it just says HND, which is probably Hokkaido. I would guess. Hokkaido National something or other. I'm going to guess that. Um, so, yeah, uh... 39 hours. <laughs> oh, they gotta have two it's stops. It's a work week in the sky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have one to have two different stops. One Then that stop's gotta be close to a day because it's only 24 hours to Singapore because my I sister's know. done it. They have I to have know. a ridiculous layover. Oh my God, that's brutal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Four ninety three to Tokyo. That does not sound bad. No, if it's round trip, five hundred dollars. That's not bad. Oh, at that's all. a fine question. I don't know if it is. Oh yeah. Well, no wait. Oh, no, round, round trip. Is it round trip? Yes. That's, that's I almost said it. That's ridiculous. That's they can't pay for the plane with that. I don't know, man. I mean, or maybe it's it, each way, but still, a grand, a grand sounds each, about the grand for both ways trip, is yeah. not terrible. That's not terrible. I mean, you're jammed in, but still a grand for both ways. Yeah, have you ever been in a Tokyo hotel room? You're jammed in anyway. Well, <laughs> They're no. very small. Yeah, I'm not a small guy. That's why I don't go to like places where <laughs> everybody's short. I know I'm going to be hanging over the bed. Oh, yeah, you're sleeping on the floor. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. This, this break for weird plane news <laughs> brought to you by nobody in particular. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, anyway, the Japanese Alps. Um, they go looking for these monsters, and uh, yeah, Ito has impressed. Oh God, <laughs> we're Ito, good that way. Ito has um, Ito has put out a. Um, uh, he's made an invention of a radiation detector, right? Which, as they're looking around, they tell you it only really goes five miles. Right, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, that's useless." Yeah, well, they're in a jet, so they're covering a lot of space. But here's the thing. That thing is as big as what? Um, a brick? Yeah, a little bit bigger than a brick. Figure. And Two bricks together. 1960s technology. That's, that's a fairly good. efficient. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, 1999 technology. Well, I don't know yeah. when the source show supposedly. No, but we'll go with they, this is what they knew in the 60s. That, yeah. Okay, that's close enough to futuristic. Yeah. So I feel like more. it's supposed to take place in the 90s, but some people say the sign, that the ultra original ultra is supposed to take place in the 60s. I don't think it is. I think it's supposed to be the 90s. They never do quite quote a year. Yeah, or I forget. Uh, there's, uh, I think in August Ragone's book, he mentions when it's supposed to be. Okay, fair but enough. They, so anyway, they go to the Alps and uh, the comet has already passed over the Earth, but its presence has disturbed uh, Gygus um, and then later Doraco. Uh, now, Gygus is the. I'm gonna try. I gotta figure out which monster is which now because yes. there's so. There were three different three monsters, monsters in this one, guys. At least a Red King 
You were able to yeah. see Red King. Okay, yeah. we're ready. We're good. Yeah, we've seen Red King before. So that we've got two original monsters and a returning. Uh, Gygus is the um, uh, the uh, abominable snowman dude. Okay, okay, the yeti looking um, guy. Yeah, and that suit had to be a pain in the neck because the where the arms ended for the suit. It's just all chest. <laughs> it's all chest, and so therefore you don't have movement from anything above the elbow. What yeah. you can do is move your arms around to where your, you know, if your elbows are stuck on your side, that's all you're able to really move your arms. Yeah. That's where the arms start on the suit. Yeah, and Duraco kind of comes in looking a bit like Gigan from the Godzilla series with the blades on his hands yeah. and the wings. Uh, these are a clearer, like, more insectile wing. Right. Um, and the, the, pro the other problem with the Abominable Snowman monster that I'm just going to call the Abominable Snowman. Yeah, that's fine. You, you see the zipper. the zipper of how this guy gets in. On a lot of the other suits, you don't exactly see how they can get in. You kind of figure, okay, you know, there's a couple different ways they can do it. Not a problem. This one, yep, he's got a zipper in the back. Somebody yeah. zippers him up, and he's in the suit. Zip that's me. It. Yeah, that's it. He's got to stand there going, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Zip me. Come on. Um, you see that on the back of the Ultraman suit sometimes, the zipper in the fin. In the fin, right? Yeah. But at least they kind of sort of hide it yeah. with the fin. They do what they can. Yeah. I mean, this one, it's an, you can see yeah. the zipper yeah. is yep. there. And it, it kind of takes away, for me. Yeah, a little bit. From the It's quick, though. So it's quick. Like, I mean, All right. it, yeah, you kind of, okay, yeah, okay, this is how a guy get in. Let's yep. move on. I can accept that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, no one thought 50 years from then when they made it, somebody <laughs> in. America would be re-watching things and saying, on a high okay, definition this is what television. I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a guy in a suit. That's not a big That's not monster. a real monster. <laughs> this is horse crap. I'm, I, I register my distaste. Exactly. So, uh, Gygus and Duraco start duking it out right. um, for because they're giant monsters. And uh, then Red King comes Red King out. shows up and uh, he sees them fighting and decides says, to join. Well, that's in. a good idea. Let's yeah. go fight them too. And uh, <laughs> what I love is when he sees him, he starts he like cracks his knuckles. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's stretches get in out. There. Like, yeah. Knows he's gonna get it. <laughs> knows he's gonna rough it up a little bit and gets right in. I Red King's one of my favorite monsters because as ferocious and nasty as he is, he's still a little goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now. He then, uh, they uh, they beat him up really bad. Red King tore Duraco's wings off. Um, and uh, Gygus uh, beats him up really hard. You know, he's, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's whacking on him real hard. Um, and, of course, uh, Gygus apparently apparently dies, uh, wanders off, and dies of its injuries. Um, Gygus then was driven off by Red King and fell victim to what is called the extreme drought bomb. Oh, What? Let me try this again. An extreme drought bomb. Okay. Um, I've never heard of that kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> remember it hits him and then they, they, they blew him up? They, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, like, it, he like disintegrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, maybe it like dries up all the moisture out of yeah, the thing. And, yeah, I guess instantly. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, sure. Right. Sure, we'll take it. It's fine. Giant monsters. Well, things. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, like you said, suspension of disbelief. There you go. Gets a hell of a workout on this show. <laughs> One of the reasons I like it, but it gets a hell of a workout. 
Um, and let's see. Um, uh, so then what happened? Um, oh, well, Red King now, it turns out that has eaten the H-bombs. Right, right. Yeah, so um, Hayata becomes Ultraman. And well, no, he gets knocked oh. off the side of the mountain. That's you can right. see the dummy That's rolling. Right. Then he starts oh, rolling, and great. as he's rolling, he whips out the beta capsule and becomes Ultraman. Right. Because there's a great scene at the beginning of that where he's standing on the mountain and Red King's right next right, to yeah, him. Yeah, and it's a nice double screen shot. It is a very, very cool yeah. shot. It is absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, he. Um, Ultraman and him start fighting. There's some wrestling going on. Uh, it's another yeah. good, it's another really great Red King um, Ultraman fight. And eventually Ultraman realizes, well, I can't really beat him up. I can't species him because he's eaten six hydrogen bombs. Right. So basically what he does, and this is what I thought was kind of cool. He shows one move, freezes him. Right. A different move, lasers him up to the sky. Right. And then yet a third move with the two buzzsaw light yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. and chops them into three different parts. That's right. Which was cool <laughs> as heck to watch. You want to see two grown men turn into 12-year-old boys? Yeah, go, oh, that's cool. Oh, I did it. Go on, come And then he grabs Red King's head, which is apparently where the bombs were also located. Perhaps they were stuck in his monster craw. I guess. And he I guess. flies it off into, I assume, outer space where yeah. it's going to detonate yeah. harmlessly or create some other horrible monster. <laughs> Never quite get to that. Yeah, point. yeah. Um, and, and then uh, they show more shots of the, the Japanese Alps. Yeah. And they show the Science Patrol flying over this snowy path and somehow we're supposed to see Hayata running around, even though he's, he's a tiny the orange size speck. of a yeah, orange speck. Yeah. And how they were seeing him, and yeah. we couldn't at all. I mean, well, they are trained professionals. You know, it's like a crazy. Yeah, that's, I got to think that they have some sort of you know GPS at the time or whatever yeah. it was, radar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll buy there that. There was no way you were seeing. That. It's like dropping an orange Tic Tac on a giant snowy road. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically. basically what it was. Yeah. yeah, and it was smaller than a Tic Tac, even. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Monster Minute coming up for our three monsters: Gygus, um, ape-like kaiju that was one of the three awakened by the comet right. Siphon. Uh, it was later destroyed by the Science Patrol, even leaving Ultraman to deal with Red King. Right. Um, he is forty meters tall, thirteen thousand tons, bit of a lightweight. Uh, origin: Japanese Alps. No, no, no. Um, yeah, see? <laughs> I mean, it's basically a Yeti. You, yeah. A modern old snowman, yeah. Yeti, whatever. It's a, it's, that's what it is. All right. He is a modified Hydra suit. Which one was Hydra? We just talked about Hydra, but he doesn't look like a Hydra. It doesn't look like a Hydra. Oh, it's the, that's the... That's the bottom half, because the top half is of the, uh, pure white. Yeah, it's, uh, that Hydra is the, um, the Griffin. Yeah, I'm not buying how that's, that's modified. Well, no, the it? feet are right. Yeah, the feet would be. And the hands are kind of right, but that's where they cut it off. I yeah. bet you the top part is made from the um, the the My Home is Earth episode. Um, that monster. The, the French uh, astronaut. Oh, uh, yeah, I know which one you mean. I just can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, da -da 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 -da. And uh, let's see. 
Gygus's name was inspired by Gygus, a term for giants in Greek mythology. Okay. Maybe Gigas. Maybe. Probably Gigas. That works. Um, his roar is a reused Gabra roar. Well, that's good. Um, like Wu, Gygus was inspired by a Yeti. Uh, he is a freezing beam, but it is not used in the show. Yeah, okay. I, I was going to say, I didn't see that, but yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Jamila. That, that was the French Jamila, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamila! And, uh, okay, so let's see what else. Um, we have our um, the other Gorico, yeah. who looks kind of like Gigan. Yeah, it's basically a turtley monster where you can see, like, they try to put plates... Design of plates all over the body of the thing. Yeah. Oh, got a roar for him. Oh, there we go. Careful with your ears. Yeah, we're going to try to do this properly here. All right. All right. I like this new feature. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is, well, how big is this guy? Uh, 42 meters, 27,000 tons. Some lightweight monsters yeah. in this one. Uh, it is a modified Ibera roar. Yeah, okay, from Ibera yeah. Horror of the Deep. Um is based off a dragonfly due to the design of his wings. Yeah, I'll I give can him see that. that. See that? Um, let's see. Oh, he was supposed to have a coiled spring uh, hook in one of his claws, but they never they showed never, that. No, that, that was only in the concept art, apparently. Oh, okay. okay. So I like that. Um, and uh, let me see here. Um, I cannot find anything else about him. And we know about Red King, so you really don't have to go crazy on I'm Red gonna King. I'm going to see if there's any new information about Red King, though, but I want to do Gigas here. I want to see if Gigas' roar is on here. Or Gigas, or the no. Yeti guy. <laughs> oh, apparently so. Here we go, guys. Oh, maybe you got nope. the other one. Hold on. Nope. Nothing? That's That was Pat's stomach, if you heard that. That's kind of <laughs> neat. Mm. Right on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that one doesn't work, guys. Sorry about that. Um, Red King. Uh, he is, of course, a destructive ancient Daikaiju. Originally appeared on the uh, Lawless Monster Zone. Right. Which is ironic, because that's the episode we screwed up with, uh, with, Miss, um, with Miss Cox. No, Red yeah. King was way earlier. No, Wallace Monsters, no. Oh, is it Episode really? five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's how far ahead we are from how far behind you guys are. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's got to be some more information. You no, think? probably not. He is like the Generation said. 2 Red King. He appears in the mysterious comet Typhoon. Yeah, you did all this on the original Red King episode. That's why I'm thinking you're really not going to go too, too crazy because you did do the full monster display on him. 45 meters, 20,000 yeah. tons. Uh, trivia. Is the suit has gone through a history of edits and recycling. After his debut, the suit was used to create the monster Avarice. Afterwards, the suit was recycled again to make the new Red King. Then the arms of Red King were used for the Zeton suit. And lastly, the suit was repaired and used for Red King and Ultraman 80. Um, okay. Which is crazy if you think about it, that the suit lasted... For, and these are latex. Right, right. They right. rock so pretty easy. basically 30 years. Yeah. yeah. 65 to 80. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, he's also referred to sometimes as Red King Jr. Okay. 
you know, he does have one of the most um, iconic Ultraman roars for the monsters. Yes. Um, let's see. Did it say who it was? Like, I, I oh, hate sometimes that they don't put the suit actor in. If they don't, obviously, it's probably hard to keep track, figure out who it is. Well, you would think if they have the end credits of these things. Yeah. But it might just be suit actors were so common that they didn't really list them all the time. Yeah, it could be. I'll buy that. Now, let's see. Here's Red King. Here's his roar, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's very... Yeah. That is a nice little touch there. Yeah, that's a... That's a... And it won't pause, so I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Gonna go again. Oh, what does it give a bunch There we go. Of, Apparently okay. four in a row. All right. So, yeah, that's that... That's a great roar. Yeah. That's a fantastic, fantastic roar. And, you know, nothing wrong with a multiple monster episode. I yeah, it. it was good to have the three different monsters yeah. basically beating each other up. Yeah. So Ultraman didn't have to deal with all of them. The only one he had to deal with was Red King. Yep, and we didn't have to break any buildings. That's right, nice. right, because <laughs> it was all an outdoor shot, which was good. Good. Yeah, so, oh, it cast. It does have the cast here. So let's see if suit actors... Oh, there you go. Um, Red King, Suzuki Kinuo, Dorako is Ikida Fumio, and Gigas is Minimi Akiari. Somehow, once you say Minimi, I'm going. Not <laughs> Minimi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's spelled M I N A M I. We don't want to do another apology, Pat. <laughs> I'm not. This is my monster replica in 1 8 scale. <laughs> So yeah, that's I think that's the best. These are the two two of the more entertaining episodes yeah, we've had. Yeah, this in a episode while. was very very cool. Like I said, I love the outdoor shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and, stuff. I mean, of course, my mind goes to, boy, they've got to be cold. And Rich goes, no, those, those suits, suits are, are wool. They've got to be. They're wool. sweating to death when they're doing the regular yeah. episodes. This they're going. Oh, I can breathe finally. Also, it's a full suit, right? So. There's no reason they can't be wearing long johns. Yeah, they even could be if they're the knees, even yeah, if it's so. a breathable cotton jumpsuit, yeah, they yeah. could be wearing like long johns underneath those just to keep them warm. Butt flap long johns. <laughs> you don't know. You don't true, know. True. Yeah. So that's that's good. So next week um, we're going to cover the Prince of Monsters or the Monster Prince. Right. And parts it's a one part and two. Episode. And it has the awesome, awesome monster Gamora. One of my favorite oh, Ultraman okay. monsters. And he, he um, like Red King, like Zeton, like He comes Balton. back multiple times. Yeah, he is a, he is a, a well-mounted fixture in the Ultraman world. Cool. Well-beloved, cool. a beloved savage beast nice. of a monster. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I think that's going to be it. We did see the uh, Batman Lego movie. Yes. Yeah, what did you think of that? Oh, I loved it. I did I as well. It. I, did I as mean, well. it is obviously for kids, but they put in so much yeah. stuff for adults that kids are going to sit there going, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get, get that. that either. And then <clears throat> adults are sitting there going, cool, oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's very, it's very dual layer, like how Sesame Street layer stuff, because they know you're going to watch it with your kids. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're not going to bore you. We're going to keep you entertained. And I mean, we'll because it's made by people who are our age. And, yeah. And they're like, wouldn't this we be funny if he did this? What if it would be funny if he did this? What and about I this? mean, they used a couple of different 
monsters from a couple of different things, so you figure they had to at least pay for rights on a bunch of different monsters. Oh, monsters. You mean the villains well, I mean, in the... Oh, yeah, oh, the, oh, the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Sauron. They had Voldemort. They own all the they Lego had, rights. It's Lego. There's a Lord of the Rings oh, game. There's Lord of the Rings right. sets. So they got all the rights to those characters to use in whatever Lego oh, property. that's right. They're so not... They oh, signed, spoilers, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Although by the time you hear this, it'll probably be on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, that's right. They, as long as they, I guess whoever they are to get it into Lego, have to sign off some yeah. of the rights, and they have. And that's why the spoilers. Rights. There are Daleks in it because think about all the stuff that's in Lego Dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's Lord of the Rings. There's Chima. Um, A King Kong-ish thing. Yeah. By the way, the Kraken. Yes. The Lord, the great. the Ray Harryhausen Lord of the Rings Kraken is in the Lego Batman movie. I absolutely was absolutely dying. tickled, dying, absolutely exactly. like enjoyed the hell out of that. Uh, it, it's if, if it's you a haven't fun seen it, movie. get it. It is a fun movie, and all you can think is, wow, they must have just had fun making. Yeah, yeah, as much fun as we're having watching it. They had to have more fun making it. Yeah, they, they they really showed that the first off that the first Lego movie was in a flash in the pan. Right. And that they are they know what they're doing. Yeah. They and, know what and, they're doing. And, and they, yet DC cannot put a good superhero movie together. No. no. And I mean they they do have a good few TV shows going on. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't get it. Movies. You can make good shows. Yeah. But everybody has to be angry in the movies. Oh, Superman's mopey. Batman's mopey. Yeah. Aquaman's mopey. I get why Aquaman's mopey. He's wet all the time. It's damp. It's not but good. It's, it gets damp in wrong places. <laughs> it hurts me and it hurts my feelings. I mean, I, I am, I have to say, I do, I'm looking forward to the Justice League movie. But by God, if it's still Ben Affleck grunting. I have no through, problem with Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I think do. I have a I big like him. problem. He doesn't work for me. He just... Gr- I mean, I liked... Oh, I know. Why did you say Martha? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's the- thing his way through the bloody movie, and you're like, I get you want to be the angry Batman. It just doesn't really work for yeah. me. Well, you know why? Because he's not... He doesn't have a... A non-angry... Person to deal with. He's not... Superman is supposed to be the Boy Scout that everyone yeah. aspires to be. You want to be like Superman. Right, right. He is the paragon of virtue. He is the, the he yeah. stands for truth, truth justice, justice in the American, American way. way. Yeah, exactly. Um and Batman is like, you know, no, I do things Dark my way. Night. That's fine. Yeah. Great. But when both of them are just being pissy babies, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's bad. Oh it's my bad. god! I don't. You just are like I don't care. I don't care. I don't right. like either of you right now. I mean, the girl that plays the Wonder Woman. Oh, Gal Gadot. She, she's phenomenal. Gorgeous. Yes, and she does the action well. Yeah, you know, I, that's a movie I'm looking forward that to I'm even more than to. the yeah, Justice absolutely. League movie. Yeah, uh, but shit, the Batman versus Superman. One of our Lou, yeah. one of our friends. I was asking, you know, when you do see it, let me know. As soon as I got out of the movie, I said, do not take your young kid to this. Yeah. Because it is really intense. It's, Wait yeah. until it comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, so you can yeah. walk out of the room whenever you need to. Because my older son, as he was walking out, going, yeah, that was bad. 
He didn't want to say anything in the movie, but there was a couple times where you could see he was not really yeah. watching the movie. Yeah. I just picture Mason being like, nah. <laughs> Lou's, Lou's youngest uh, son, Mason, is eight now. Yeah. And actually got to see Shin Godzilla subtitled while both of us missed it. Oh, well, that makes so, Yeah. So he's he's uh, got one up on us. That was his... Pretty impressive. His first Godzilla movie in the theater was a subtitle. <laughs> Where he Godzilla. got the read. God bless that kid. He is a, he is a true fan. He is a true true fan. But we digress. Yes, that's about it. We're gonna go through our plugs here. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, and we are at Ultraman Podcast. We have a Facebook group. Just search for Ultraman Podcast or Science Patrol, and we will add you, provided you are not a bot or a spammer. Um, and if we do accidentally and you turn out to be either one of those things, we'll take we'll you out. Right um, Ultramanpodcast or at gmail.com, ultramanpodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can follow me on my uh, used to be funny and now is angry and political <laughs> Twitter feed <laughs> at Old Man Conroy. And um, uh, yeah, Casey is, Kittle doing Casey Kittle's going to make our sound better. And I was. Could not think of Bandcamp for Terminal Sunburn. Right. Bandcamp.com for our friends at Terminal Sunburn, who provide us our uh, music for this. Send our, some shekels. Yeah, drop us some money. Um, there's going to be ways for us for you guys to drop us money very soon, and uh, anything to help keep the lights on is always great. We love giving you free content, um, so you know we're going to keep doing that, and uh, we're going to see you guys next week. And Sally Ford, Science Patrol. Take care, everyone. Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.